0: Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me again today is the Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston.
2: What's up guys? going to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, coming off a good Sunday. Um, man, it's, uh, it's powerful just seeing what God is doing in the house and, and just lives being changed and uh, still catching this upswing. You know, we, we kind of took a little dip um and like guests and stuff during spring break but that's expected i mean you always kind of think that's gonna uh gonna happen everyone's at the beach or disney world it was aboard. nice too it was really nice, nice uh past few weeks
1: i thought about calling in i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh but sunday yeah man uh you know people coming back from spring break and so man more first-time guests and just really continuing to ride this wave where god's just pulling people into our house and um, doing amazing things in their lives. And so pumping up for Easter now, which is great. Super excited. So, but before we get into any more of what we've got on the microphone today, <laughs> uh. you can hear the laugh already. <clears throat> it is our next step director here at TC. TC. The person by which nothing else happens uh, without her uh, (laughs) making sure it is Karen Swan.
0: (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) I'm always interested to see how you're going to introduce me every time I'm on here. It's always different.
2: (laughs) So, uh, Karen's on the mic. Karen, tell them where they can find you on your only Instagram, right?
0: I'm only on Instagram. You haven't committed
2: to Twitter yet. No,
0: I haven't. (sighs) Uh, but yeah no it's just at Karen underscore Swan but Swan has two ends Swan because I'm extra like that you know
2: <laughs> so uh, yes Karen is with us and uh, man we're we're super excited Karen is the one that like I said um, Karen oversees our small groups and our dream team mm-hmm. uh, and by default our growth track as well. so um, yeah people ask me and Justin what we do. Uh, we make sure that Karen's doing her job. That's what we do. Uh, So, And therefore, the church is functioning well. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Karen does a lot here at TC. As a matter of fact, we're we're working on her current capacity and workload right now. Um, but man, she does so much for us, and so and she's also uh, a killer on the mic. And by that, I don't mean rapping uh, or hip hop. <laughs> no. uh,
0: yeah, everybody, calm down. I'm not rapping today.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, so there's uh, I, I'm not gonna drop a spoiler alert for this summer just oh yet. Oh my gosh! But uh, there's some big things coming up this summer that everyone's gonna want to uh, want to check out. So we're excited about that. A lot of it has to do with opportunities that. Miss Swan and Jo here uh, is yeah. going to be taking part in, so we're super pumped, yeah. we're excited. But <clears throat> coming off a good Sunday, and uh, man, what what are uh, what were some of y'all's thoughts on this past Sunday? Even the sermon, I mean, did it did it? Any thoughts on it before we get into just kind of debriefing the whole thing?
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was a great Sunday, another great sermon. You know, just to stop. You're always Pastor Brad. You kind of lead this podcast, but just to say like, hey. Great job leading this past Sunday and the um this sermon. I thought it was excellent and great word. Um, my parents were in town, oh, so shout out to them. The swan. <laughs> my parents were in town this past Sunday and and Yay. always enjoyed it and said you know great things as as usual. So, but yeah, no, I thought it was a, a great thing talking about silencing the critics, which is always a good topic, always a good reminder. It's something that you can't just talk about once. You have to always keep reminding yourself that um, just to keep the right people in your life the right voices um mm. not yeah. listening to lies things like that's always a good reminder
2: yeah yeah it is it's dope yeah I, justin has plenty of critics <laughs> justin <laughs> why is
3: that
1: <laughs> people are insecure
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and,
0: yeah I mean, so and you're saying you have so many critics because people are, are jealous is that
1: no, no no okay no i'm not not because people are there's nothing to be jealous of okay so um <laughs>
2: Explain, explain, Justin. Not the, not
1: the no jealousy <laughs> this part. Is gonna be but good.
0: Everybody, just turn your volume thing. up. Take a listen.
1: <laughs> so, um hmm, yeah, I think, I think, any, I mean, you said it in your sermon, so I'll just defer to that. You know, I <laughs> defer,
2: defer to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I've, I've spent my life since I was a young teenager, and then through high school, and then out of high school. Working my butt off to get to the top of the mountain and to elevate myself from the people at the bottom. And now that I've done that, people at the bottom have things to say. Sure. And I just don't really even listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that didn't change when God called me into ministry. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I stepped into a full time executive pastor role at my previous church um at 28 years old people had stuff to say yeah you know i walked into tc knowing some people but not knowing a lot of people didn't you don't you don't people don't know and like you know obviously it's the who's this new guy like you get that which is fine um but yeah like i i'm not i owe no one an apology for being driven determined and confident and the the gifts god's given me and that i can execute on them sure. right so if that if doing that call causes critics to exist Mm -hmm. i think you just got to get used to having critics right right sure because there is
0: nothing wrong with being confident there is Mm. nothing wrong and i even think that as you grow closer to the lord that he wants us to be secure in our identity in christ and therefore that means that you're a confident grounded person i think the difference in confidence and arrogance is the root of it If the root is um, insincere or you have bad
3: motives,
0: um, then you're arrogant. If it is a true place of, hey, I am this way only because God himself made me um, and I'm just trying to pursue everything that he has for my life. It's yeah. confidence. It's, uh, it's all going yeah. back to that root of, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's
1: nothing wrong. Of course. And uh, of course that's it. And obviously I think, I think the, the obvious are maybe it's not obvious. So I'll make the disclaimer. I think when you are the type of person that um does have uh, n- number one, let's say this we've uh, the you know as a staff but i know me particularly the last couple years have really had this humongous interest in these the personality types right and we've been talking a lot about we use the disc in our church Mm -hmm. and then i've really been on the myers-briggs lately and there's the enneagram and all these things i think that says a lot about you um i do know that my myers-briggs personality type is only three percent of the population has that not that it's better or good it's just way different in fact i wish i wasn't it to be quite honest um but you know you, you learn those things and then uh, the disclaimer was going to be all I think when you when you have attained certain level of success you do fight the ego right so that is a battle that I've had over the years even with myself because when I was in the work world whatever i touch seemed to kind of turn out to be pretty good so obviously that does something in your mind and you can relate to this you know brad like it, you know you see you have to battle that and now that i'm saved and uh, follow the lord it's like you know you you understand what made you like sometimes i felt like how come other people don't think that like this is not different like right. the, to me it wasn't like I just thought everyone else was just super lazy or dumb and that's not necessarily the case I just I, I was always wondering what may why at a young age in my young 20s was I able to do things and work alongside people that were in their 40s and 50s that right. spent right. a lot. like so what was that and then over the years especially as a you you're, you're, you know my walk with God was, was started changing and become deeper you realize that some of that may just be God given God giving type gifts that I can't apologize for God giving I can't apologize to you right. because God gave me a gift and you may not understand it or like it or maybe there's a hint of jealousy i you need to figure out how to deal with that yeah. i can't apologize i'm not going to apologize for that and myself um you know it's like someone who's gifted to lead like adam garita who leads worship for us i don't expect him to apologize to anyone that god gifted him to do that absolutely you know now right. you know what i'm saying so um i, I battle that because right. we all made the joke about justin has critics so, like there's yeah. an obvious sometimes that they you know um i just I, it yeah just n- doesn't, no, it just and, doesn't bother me i mean because at the carrying your perfect example over the right. last year of us working together you know and we work closely on mondays and we have meetings and stuff and especially with the uh you know, knowing the digging deeper into the personality uh, assessments and you've gotten to know me. Once you get to know me more, I think it sheds light into certain things. Like there's a, you see why I may say stuff or act the way I do. It's like, I think it gives insight. The unfortunate right. thing is most people don't get to see that. Right, right. They right. only see what they see, not sure. the bat, the background. Sure, sure. You know?
0: And you know, I think this is a good opportunity too. I usually tell this an- analogy in step three of Growth Track when we're talking about um, that one of our uh, our core values. Uh, yeah, TC, we have four: love God, love people, pursue excellence, and choose joy. And in the midst of talking about those core values, we talk about. That we're a team and we celebrate each other and and we are all working towards the same thing. And so, you know, I remember. So when I was in high school, I played softball for my high school. And uh, not don't don't misunderstand me. My softball team was not very good. So just keep that in mind as I tell this story. So we were playing um, a game, uh, and we were the the game was zero to zero, and um, I got up to bat and. I, and don't I was not that good but this partic- particular game I got to, to bat I hit and then uh that hit I it was a double so I got on second base And then I ended up making it home I stole third and and made it home and I was the only one to score uh in that game and so my team won now again I was not that good that didn't happen very often but (laughs) what happened when um I that happened I was able to come across home plate and score my whole team that was in the dugout they all jumped up and screamed and yelled and were so excited why because they were on the same team and just because i was the one that scored the point they were excited too because we were on the same team and me scoring that point means that they won as well so when one person wins we all win because we're on the same team now if someone was in the dugout and i ran across home plate i scored the point we won the game and they sat on the bench and they were disappointed and um maybe upset because it wasn't them again it goes back to this root of you have the wrong this is you're upset because it's all about you if you have the team mentality then jealousy and insecurity has no place because when you win i win and we're all on the same team
1: right and it's it's funny i mean you have had this conversation like um uh, how do i say this I got to piece my words together carefully (laughs) knowing that there knowing that there may be critics right for myself, Mm -hmm. which I think the critics may exist because of a perceived, uh, ego or arrogance. Mm -hmm. If I, if I wanted the spotlight, I would, I would just get rid of you and I would be the next steps director.
3: Right.
0: Right.
1: Because you get way more, you're way more, in people's face like you're you're seen in our church
0: right i work with people a little bit more directly
1: and then you're on the stage with you know uh dream team rally and now you do transit like if if i was doing it for and that's that's kind of my argument it's like i get so much fulfillment almost behind the scenes knowing that i'm helping shape shape things from a systems or vision standpoint whatever right um like if the accusation is that i have critics because maybe i have ego because i want to be known i'm in the wrong position for that (laughs) i'm an executive pastor like that's and 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 is the role i even want to be in Mm -hmm. like so um yeah and and now that being said also knowing about personality types like i also know that my personality is i'm very direct Mm -hmm. now direct to a lot of the other personality types comes across certain ways so it's like that's just where you have to learn how to when you're around certain people things you say don't say can't say or you know you got to put on your customer service space right. and, and attitude which that's all fine and good so um i will say that i've get i get myself in tons of trouble by not thinking of those things mm-hmm. right like there's i have to go cleaning up behind myself a lot because someone thought i was i was a little too direct for that person's <laughs> temperament and personality right, yeah, right. and that's not yeah. nothing wrong on them and right. and technically i didn't do it wrong either it's just my personality is direct to someone else that comes across as almost like maybe even mean it's not mean i don't think anyone could ever accuse me of being mean
3: yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You, you know,
1: but um, that's just one of the. That's why the personality things are so important, though, because right. we do work with people and we do have teams, and that's why it's important in that. But yes, all that to say, we all have critics, bro. Not yeah. just me. Don't pull yeah. yeah. me out. And, yeah,
2: and we've even talked about like I don't know if you ever talked about this on those podcasts. Most people don't know this. You know, when Justin first came on a TC you know you you immediately had to step into authority figure role and no one even knew your name right you know it's like people immediately had to start listening and following orders from someone they didn't know Um, and so we actually spent I don't know maybe a month maybe even a little longer uh I'm sure you remember this where like I was having you like carry donuts down the hallway for the dream team workers in the kid zone. Like just like people probably didn't know that was like a very premeditated thought through process where like Justin was like intentionally like bringing them donuts and and we're always there to serve our team, but really like going out of our way. And it was kind of our way of trying to paint the really clear, initial image of justin to the team because that's not easy i mean to walk into a place where no one knows you and all of a sudden start not we don't really bark orders but you know what i mean like well, yeah have it, to be that guy it's so know?
1: different than the context i came from right you know the, the the church that i used to be a part of i mean i was a part of that church for total for almost eight years seven mm-hmm. seven years and you know four of that three or four of that was was on on staff you know so before I went on staff I was just a part of the church you know and I kind of quote unquote rose through the ranks just by serving and you know that type of thing and so it was very different it yeah. was a very different environment yeah. and you know because and then and, and everyone else's kind of defense and I, and I would fall into that category too when there's someone that shows up on the scene that's new that you don't know the first impression people have is like one what's going on two yeah. what's fixing to change true yeah true because yeah. that's what you you know surely back then there was people who knew that the transition when you and pastor dan was coming and then it's like oh god is this guy gonna come in and just change everything you know and you know how church people love change oh, uh, so Jesus. so it's like yeah. you know and, and that's in everyone's defense like i get that but yeah it was just a completely different context and it's hard you know and i think i don't think a lot of I think there's a lot of personality types. I'm not gonna say people. I think there's a lot of personal, personality types that could would find it very difficult to do that. I mean, you're walking into something knowing people are gonna talk about you for a while, and, and knowing that I have to prove myself to people just to earn that. Okay, he's not really this. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's hard. You yeah. have, you have to be secure in yourself to know that there's a whole group of people, even the core people, that will be are nice to you, yeah. but know that they're questioning something. And may not like things about you only because they don't know you and they have a wrong perception. And to overcome that, that takes a lot of – that takes a lot.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and especially knowing that the the area of themselves that is causing them to think differently of you, like the, the area of that person that's causing them to look at you and go, ooh, I don't know if I like that is it's a flaw in them like it's an insecurity they have it's a like it's an issue they have and they're not going to deal with that issue within themselves they're they're just going to project it onto you as a problem you
1: have which is why i gave the answer at the very beginning (laughs) right of people are insecure it's like i i totally get it you know so it's not that i'm not special You know, there's nothing to be jealous of of me. Like, God made me the way He made me. He made you the way He made you. Like, I'm actually jealous. Like, I'm jealous or envious or whatever of a lot of people. You know, like I wish I had certain gifts or this or that. So, um, yeah, it's like. But it goes back to like just knowing who you are and who God called you to be. And then, like Karen said, with the with the title of the sermon, "With Silence and the Critics," like we're gonna have them. Yeah. And if you don't have them, if you don't have any critics, right? Are you really doing any th- are you being effective in the kingdom in yeah. the <laughs> world in your I workplace if someone like
0: said i don't have any critics i would say oh no you do you're just not aware of them yeah exactly <laughs> it's like everybody does yeah
2: I-, I mean google your favorite pastor whoever they are google mm-hmm. I, you'll find someone talking negative like yeah like i don't care how great you think they are like it instantly you, the the shadow instantly sets in the minute you google them or like look on one of their youtube videos or something and you can see people like well, throwing shade
1: they do and but what's so funny and it's kind of cool that even like with a podcast we get the opportunity to talk about it because people listen people listen to this and almost get insight because the hard part is is even in our in our church in our environment surely we're questioned as leaders on decisions and why are we doing this that way and all this oh, yeah. and the thing is like my man, God! Yes, you have the luxury of not knowing what we know. The luxury of right. not knowing what we know oh, right. or what I know. Absolutely, and it's like, man, that's so tough. It's so tough sometimes, Let's, and it's so different than a business because, like, in a business, like, you tell your employees, like, fall in line. Like, you know, obviously, you should be a good leader and a good boss. But at the end of the day, you can say, hey, if you don't like it, there's a door. Yeah. we can't, we can't really do like we don't yeah. get to do and, that well, to and our. He,
2: well, and here's the reality. I mean it, the the truth is the, what we do and what we you know, we we call it an opportunity because it is what we get to do. Carries so much weight that it would cripple the average person
0: uh yeah i mean that's no joke Like, <laughs> and for
2: less money and for and, and seriously <laughs> like, like i took a huge a, a, we pay all cut took pay cuts yeah i mean and that's the reality like we all the weight that we carry um, on behalf of what the Lord has called like this is the only reason we do this is because it's a calling absolutely it's not because we want fame because we could have got like, like the opportunity set. to be a touring drummer behind some people that are really well known I had that opportunity but this is what I knew God called me to so if it was fame I was looking for I'd be, I'd be yeah. getting it in a different hour. if it was money I, I, we, I took a huge pay cut to come do this so it would definitely be a different route the only reason I'm here is that the Lord has called me to do this and with that calling on our lives each one of us also rests a weight of carrying out what the lord is calling us to do and because of that man there's a very significant um you know w- weight there's a significant um i i would almost call it like a sense of being overwhelmed sometimes with how much rests on our shoulders yeah. both for the organization but just also for people's lives so but- when people chime in and just so casually have recommendations on how things should have been handled or what we should be doing as leaders. You know, it really takes a strong leader, a strong mental place to look back at them and go, thank you for that recommendation. I'll, I'll right. keep that in mind and yeah. not be like, do you have any idea? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, what we deal with on a day to day basis. You know? And
1: we're talking about like people's eternities yeah. essentially like one one even not wrong statement misstatement from right. a pastor a preacher oh forget it and and someone could not only leave your church not go back to church ever again
3: right that's like right.
1: now i don't know i don't theologically i don't know that them leaving or not going to church again means they've lost salvation that's a whole different conversation but but still like if anything they're they're being because you said something that maybe they didn't agree with or they thought you said something they didn't agree with yeah now they're no longer effective in the kingdom of god ever again because of quote unquote church hurt that may not have even been a real church hurt come on come on
0: I mean I think just the the man we had a man in in our office yesterday we're having a meeting with him and he shared with us from his last church that he there was a death in his family no one from the church contacted him and he left the church now in that conversation obviously all of you listening don't know the whole conversation but he hadn't done a good job in that church to build relationships which which he 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 admitted that's that's what he told us which is good yeah but he you know let's just say if he hadn't, you know, realized that he hadn't done the, the job to build relationships. But no one from his church reached out. He left that church, and he could have, ne- like you said, never gone back to another church. So it's just
1: well, it just, you know, I heard TD Jakes one time on an interview. I guess it was when Steve Harvey was when Steve Harvey was hosting one of the shows on like CBN or one of the Christian networks. He hosted one of those shows for a while after Steve Harvey got saved, quote unquote saved. Um Anyways, TD Jakes was on there. Really good interview, and he was saying, "You know, TD Jakes said it takes a lot of courage to to grow, like in in the public eye. You know, it takes a lot of courage to be in the public eye, but even right. to grow under a microscope. Under a microscope, right. like you, we live our life in a fishbowl. Um, you know, and and I've told I've told you. I mean, you talk about it pretty regular. Like that. If there's anything I hate about ministry, it's that. Right. Um. But it is what it is. But I mean, real life example, I mean, we had people, we had a person leave our church because of the church at the movie series. Yeah. You know, like a person left our church. Now, ignore the fact that we had more first time guests than we've ever had. Right. And people got saved and all this, but they left the church because it wasn't their cup of tea. Like, you know, that's hard as a leader because obviously you don't want that person to leave. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, let's be real. That's, that's super lame. Whether you agree with movies being shown at church or not, like- it's method versus mission we didn't change exactly. the mission we, we didn't, didn't change, change the, the gospel right. we, in fact we used it to talk about it like we told a story with it just like jesus told like you know we can go down that all day long but um like that takes that you know if you were an insecure leader on some level you could take that and forget all the first-time guests you right. forget all the salvations but that one person is what is what it almost nags in your brain all the time that you say you know what next year we're, let's not do that next year right right yeah you know and it's like man
0: golly and if you're r- just rough if that's always how you make your decisions is every time you have a critic <laughs> yeah. say one thing you alter to please that person you will not get anywhere <clears throat> in ministry in your career even in relationships i mean if you oh my gosh you just you can't live that way and so i think again that's why it's so important to talk about these things and and um having the right people to listen to because because there are right voices it's not you don't listen need to listen to anybody you don't need to listen to the critics there are right voices that you do need to listen to and seek out
1: what's so funny this whole thing reminds me of cat williams like we're talking about, we're talking about critics. Yeah. But you know, like he has this whole bit in one of his things. Now I'm not telling anyone to go listen to Cat Williams. We're not advocating. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I'm just, I may have heard it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I have no idea who you're talking about.
1: Cat Williams.
0: Yeah, who is
2: that? You really don't. Okay, no, the comedian. You think about it. That was pre Kevin Hart. Pre yeah. I mean, Cat Williams. You don't know who Cat Williams is? No. Cat oh really, Cat Williams reached his peak when
1: she was like 12. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyways He's got this whole bit About Um Haters Yeah You know And that's essentially what I think of like Silence of Chris Like silence right, to haters right. Like to yeah. put it in like a con- yeah, Exactly to, You know uh, Exactly a, a, a hip vernacular Vernacular Well that's what um, Yeah, but, yeah it's, like, it's like the haters But he he says in there Like ladies if you got if you only got five haters, you need to be trying to figure out how to get to 10 before the summer gets here. Like and <laughs> right. then he says in there like any any guys in here, any haters in here that don't have anybody to hate on, feel free to hate on me. He's like <laughs> he's like he's like I love it. It drives me, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of the same thing. It's like you know, so I feel like if if people are hating, people are you know criticizing every little thing I do. First of all, I'm sorry that I'm the center of your world. That I'm all all you think about. Like uh, (laughs) if if Justin Oswald is the center of your world, you got problems. (laughs) Okay, but to to criticize and all that, like hey, do you boo boo? Okay, like I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Like uh, I'm just. Yeah. Do you boo boo? Well, that's and <laughs> oh that's the thing. Is it's it's I've one been of watching things. Jersey Shorts. So yeah. yeah. Oh lord! <laughs> There's
2: not a show I'd rather not watch
1: than. Yeah, Jersey why Shore. have
0: you been? Watching you want to hear that? the story?
1: It's, it's kind not, of funny. Real oh, fast. Sidebar. Uh, sidebar. Sure. So, about once a month, I um, I debate with myself on canceling Hulu because I don't ever watch Hulu but then every time i log into my account to cancel it's only 6 bucks so i'm like it's only 6 bucks and like Seinfeld's on there so sometimes i want to watch it i just never do or <laughs> okay. whatever so i keep it so i was going so i told myself like i don't know a week ago i was at home uh, you know and i was like i wasn't wa- wanted to watch a show and i was like i'm going to watch a show on hulu i got to find something to watch so i'm going to get through, my 6
0: dollars worth <laughs> yeah so i'm
1: going through hulu and Jersey Shore pops up and oh, you know, it used no. to come on MTV back in the day and like occasionally yes. i would watch an episode or something i thought it was completely amusing cuz they're complete idiots right. <laughs> um, so dumb so so like you want to feel better about yourself watch jersey shore. so to all the critics out there if you need a little boost <laughs> oh watch jersey shore because you will feel better about yourself <laughs> anyway so i'm like oh let me watch you know first episodes i never saw the first episode of the season one episode one and then i got like I'm in, I'm in. season four. Yeah. You know? Oh <laughs> well, my god! it's hilarious. Oh, dude, it's it's it's, it's, it's so stupid, lot. and it's, it's so, so they dumb. need Jesus so bad, <laughs> so bad. But there are parts of it that are hilarious, like <laughs> like it's Polly Polly D oh, Poly is D's hilarious. Yeah, that yeah. dude's so funny. So, anyways. um they say do you a lot like do you do, do you, do you yeah. and i'm going to do me okay yeah.
2: like do you but uh so. no and that's what that's the whole thing is just like kind of mind blowing even going back to like just pastoring in the church and stuff like you know I, I, there's one there's a family in particular that i can think of who who left the church after the transition and the reasoning that they gave me was because of the me- there was a message that i preached and there was a way that I preached it. And there was a translation of the Bible that I used. Yeah, Right. So that was there. Like, we feel like this just isn't the church for us anymore because of that. What they don't know is that exact sermon with those exact translations wow. was Pastor Dan's from three years prior that wow. they were at the church for and had no problem with. Right. But I preached it and now it's a problem.
0: Wow. wow. So when
2: the 55 year old guy or 58 year old guy did it. Well, 57, whatever. Uh, it wasn't a problem. But when the 30-year-old guy did it, now yeah. it's a problem. it's just like – and those are, those are the type of things where it's like, listen, we can all – like, I could let that consume me. You know what I mean? Like, I could Facebook blast them. Like, yeah. I could do all that stuff. It's like, man, like, whatever. Like, I don't – Whatever. You yeah. know, you know, it's and, in, and, and I, there's, there is a level of growth and leadership that it requires. I mean, there are certain people that have exited my life over the last two years. Like, man, I can choose to be bitter or I can choose to be better. Like, right. I'm just not going to, you know what I mean? So it's like when I, when I get any even conversations about it, it's just like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't, it is what it is. Uh, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing I can do that's going to make them like me. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, you know, it's it's one of those situations where like people that come at you sideways, like the critics that you may have, like the haters that you may have, like uh, whatever it is that they hate about you, if you change that, then they would hate on the fact that you change that. It's like, <laughs> look how much control I have. Yeah. Let's say like, dear God. Like, Man, this is a lesson on
1: people that what not to do. Stop being yeah. that
2: person. So it's like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I know is right. And you know what I mean? The people that want to get on the bus with me, like the people that are going with us, let's go. The people that aren't, and this isn't like a whole podcast on bashing people that's left our church which you know it's not it's just like recognizing like if you think that i as a pastor you know what i mean like people i think people look at us sometimes and they maybe put us on a pedestal where they're like oh they they never have anything wrong and they, you know everything's always good and it's like man if you only knew you know what i mean like if you only knew how many times i sit across the table from someone and their son just got saved at our church but two weeks later they're telling us they're leaving because they don't feel welcome anymore i'm like Like, you literally just, like, your son just got saved here, and you want to leave because you don't feel whatever it is that, like, it's like, we don't have three-hour church services, but the reason your son quit going to church is because you were going to three-hour church services. So, you came to a church where there was one-hour church service, he met Jesus, but now you want to leave and go back to three-hour, like, y'all don't see the the craziness in this stuff? Uh -uh. Like, people are so delirious, you know? So, that's why I was like, you know what, we're going to do us, and... And
1: you know you said like uh, sometimes they may think that pastors have it all together and on a pedestal and like I think this is for any pastor at any church. I don't they obviously I don't they're not they're not better. I just think they've learned to deal with things better. What well, they learned to deal with some yeah, of that. maybe uh, You know ho- hopefully like Yeah, maybe. I you mean know, maybe not. Because gu- guaranteed you know what If any, the person at our church who faces the most criticism is probably you. Right. Yet, you still get up there every day. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Like, so you just learn to deal with it, like, whether you shut it down ignore it um whatever you got to do internally to not let it uh, deflate you like all those things where some people it would that would cr- that would crush you know it's just like you got to learn because you still have a calling you still have something you still have a mission to do so yeah. like okay. man it goes back to the first point like you know once the accuser in the debt like that's just the enemy man you can't well, let that yeah up. i
2: mean b- boil it down to this it's just straight up statistics 1200 pastors a month quit the ministry and i can promise you it's not because they don't like preaching anymore like 1200 pastors a month quit the ministry and I guarantee you it's not because they don't like preaching anymore like therefore there's other reasons whether it's stress whether it's pressure whether it's critics whether it's whatever it may be like man there's a lot to uh there's a lot to what that is and man that that's just something that we all have to come to grips with you know and listen I'm I'm as guilty of it as anyone else honestly um you know when I think about even when I was an executive pastor, you know what I mean? I had all kinds of recommendations for my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we should really do this and we should do that and we should do this. And I never understood why he moved so slow sometimes. Like I would always be like, come on, like we can, we'll make this change. And we'll do this and we'll do that. And now that it's me, I totally get, it. I've apologized to him a million times. Like, listen, I am so sorry. <laughs> because I really thought I understood You know i understood about direction i understood vision i understood all those things but you can't you can't fully grasp the weight um of your decisions and how you do things and what you say and and even getting on the platform and you know um moving slowly you know what i mean like um and making decisions or making changes you know like even changes that we know have to be made like there's just ways they need to be done and right uh, this like ready, fire, aim mentality that sometimes can exist. Like, whoa, look, slow those down. Just all those things that people just underestimate until you really have to use them.
0: Right. And I think it's a good reminder that so whenever I hear sermons or messages or teachings like this, I always try to take it in and then I always try to flip it. Like, you know, you talked about um, the the accuser, the accusations, and then that we have an advocate that's Jesus and um you know, obviously you want to know the difference between a lie and a truth and, and and be secure in your identity and not let these accusations stop you from fulfilling your purpose. Flip that also you don't want to be the one that is accusing others. You don't want to yeah, be the good. critic of mm-hmm. others too. Mm-hmm. And I think just what you said, it's a it's a good point to make of like And man, this is just such a good reminder, is that you don't ever know the whole picture. Um, You know, and so even myself, like I think of, you know, something this week where there was a decision made that I thought was someone just not leading well. And it turned out as we dug deeper that I just didn't know the whole story. And I was in that moment, I was quick to criticize that leader when I should have gotten all the information first and not, you know, not criticized, just I think it's important you know as as we're talking about always you know not listening to the wrong voices and stuff but also don't be the wrong voice
2: yeah totally mm-hmm. totally yeah, you're totally right about that because we're i mean we all you know we're all guilty of it all of us have an opinion about something that we're uneducated on
3: mm, i got an opinion so, about everything i got yeah, i got that's so uh, true that's <laughs> what it we all got an opinion <laughs> about so we all
2: have an opinion about something we're uneducated on you know what i mean yeah. it's like we just don't have all those details and 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 do you do you expect people to know that no I think what we're talking about here and what you're talking about right now is like, man, there really needs to be a level of grace uh, to compensate. Here's one thing I think we could all learn something from is assume that someone is making the right call right, and you're uneducated as to why.
3: Right,
0: right. Not
2: that they're making the wrong call and Mm -hmm. you have all the details.
0: Man, you really have to be intentional about that too (laughs) because it's so easy just to be like, oh, I can't believe they would do this and why are they blah, blah, blah. You really have to be intentional.
2: Yeah. Assu- assume everyone's making the right decision and you're missing something rather than assuming you know what's best especially about something you're uneducated on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like man, some people don't have their house in order but they want to help run an organization.
3: Right,
0: right. You know what I, mean? I, right. I think
2: back to when Malcolm Thomas was coming under all that scrutiny. You know, and I don't do you remember my tweet that I put out when people were coming against Malcolm Thomas? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
3: I was like I don't remember I, I
2: was like I'd have to look it up to know exactly what I said but I was like some people ain't never been in lower level management but they want to tell the superintendent on how to run the school district
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was when he was canceling school for the hurricane oh yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for, for yeah. like yeah. weather being bad and yeah. then it turned out to be not that bad yeah, yeah. and people
2: were like giving blasting them, all, him, and blasting yeah. them on Twitter and oh on gosh. Facebook and I was like some of y'all ain't never been in a lower level management y'all ain't had to make a decision that affected anyone more than you and maybe right. one other person but you want to tell the superintendent on how to run the school district like get right. out here uh-huh. so yeah i mean these critics can't even manage yourself yeah right you exactly. can't get to work on time yeah, your you got, dang self and you, you want to tell yeah right nah bro you got fifty thousand dollars <laughs> in debt on credit cards but you're gonna tell this man how to run the school district yeah, get come out on. of here yeah, bro yeah.
1: kick rocks
2: yeah your kids don't listen to you but you <laughs> <laughs> this man trying to get a million kids to listen to him you know oh,
1: see look we're going somewhere i hope
2: y'all taking notes
1: <laughs> i hope people are still listening
2: this is a this is a great podcast this i is. love this
1: no what's so funny though is like what we're trying to teach through all this conversation is getting to a place where because like going to the to the message you know it's real you know because i think you know i i don't know how to explain it theologically um nor do i want to um but you know i think the devil will I think the devil, the enemy will use Christians to bring other people down. Like obviously he's not possessing them and all that. But, but man, your, your criticism of of your criticism of me, I could allow to really bring me down. Right. And like, what if I questioned full, like being in ministry because all these critics like, man, what a, what a shame that would be. So, um, it's, it's teaching to get to a place where, You don't listen to that stuff. You don't listen to those accusations. You don't listen to that stuff.
2: What you guys don't know, what no one knows except for me until now, is that uh, it was originally there was going to be four points, like four fill in the blanks. It was going to be the accuser, which is Satan, the accusers, which is people, the accusations and, and i didn't number one I, we didn't have enough time sunday and i didn't wanted to make it i didn't want to make it too much about people on right. sunday um, i really wanted to make it I, I didn't want to make it too much about the problem i wanted to make it about the solution mm-hmm. on sunday um because that's the type of sermon you could really just end up yeah in the weeds talking about people and problems and and i i wanted to get over to the solution more than the problem on sunday um and so that was why i, d- I didn't bother putting it in there but you're right i mean there's so many people that are out there um you know and and, and going even going into sunday because we talked about the accuser who is the devil we talked about um And then we move to the accusations, which is the lies and the truth. And I think that's where it really starts to get into us because it gets into our mind. And that's what we talked about some on Sunday. It's like, man, sometimes there's the enemy doing stuff. Sometimes there's people. And, man, I'll just put it out there. I mean, every person around you does not have your best interest at heart. Yeah, And you really have to know that. Even people you really care about, even people you love, even people that you've been willing to go the extra mile for, that does not mean they're willing to go the extra mile for you. Right. And you just have to learn how to gauge who those people are. I can promise you this. There are probably people around you that you haven't even given a second look in your life that'll do more for you than the
1: people you're killing yourself for.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's true. And, And
1: here's the weird thing, though. And this is, I think, part of my weird way of looking at life sometimes, though, is even when it comes to, like, advice, if I go to someone for advice, I can try to give as much backstory, I can try to give as much context as possible. Their response is, is their response, their advice is coming from their perspective and their context. And that, it doesn't mean it's bad, it's just not, like it's just so different like my mom my mom wants the best for me cuz i'm her son but she sees the world the way she sees the world cuz that's her lens so even advice my mom would probably tell me with certain things to play it safe you know and that's just one that's not a good advice to me now she's never like you know the the drive in me if someone's response is play it safe and slow down i hear you that is bad advice to me and my personality type right. but do that lens it's like i don't want you to fail so you need to slow down you know but that to me that's not good advice so it's not intentionally not in your best interest
3: right but man right. people see things right. from
1: their lens in their context that's why i very rarely do i ask people's advice on stuff right. because it's to me it's one-sided um i think i'm slightly wrong and part of that like i'm not saying that's the correct thing to do Mm -hmm. but it's why i'm not always like hitting up my buddy like hey man what do you think about this give me advice i just i don't do that i
0: mean i think it is i think some people do they will ask every person what do you think on this what's your advice and i think to you can't sometimes it gets really confusing and if you're asking every person you you don't listen to every person (laughs) In my mind, no, you have
1: no, but because what people do is they're looking for someone when it when I I take your advice, I'm gonna do what you say, and when it doesn't go right, man, Karen, you gave me bad advice.
3: Right,
1: right. It's deflection. Right. Like I'm yeah. just willing to own my crap. You right, know, like people right. want advice. Like, like I don't want dating advice from someone been married three, four times. Like, yeah, nah. Right. Maybe you're good at dating because you scoop up a new spouse right. all the time, but you ain't good at the back end right, or something. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> that's so good. You know, I, like, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I just, um,
2: I, you're, but you're, you're like, you're kind of like me and I will, I'm a long game thinker though. I'm, I I I think that that definitely. See, uh, and, and, but that,
1: and that's why I'm going to interrupt you though. That's why I have a hard time getting advice from people because no one has put the thought from every angle into the situation that I need advice on than me. Yeah. So how's your advice going to be better than what I'm already feeling?
2: Yeah. Cause here's what, here's what happens though. Cause you go, Hey, if you do ask someone's advice, Hey, what do you think about this? they give it instant response because they haven't dwelled mm-hmm. on it at all and then and then here's the question that can tell you whether or not it's a, what they're thinking is even half good okay why mm. what do you think we should do about this okay why and they're like well um mm. yeah i don't know i just feel like, it's like okay there's so it's not based on like data or any and, like you just
1: and i need advice i don't need your feeling and right. that's when people say i feel uh, and of course, I'm the type of bi- person. If you ask me, what do you f- what do you feel about this? Yeah. My response is going to be, I, I think. Yeah, that, that's part of my you personality don't type. Yeah, I have familiar. feelings, but, <laughs> we're aware. but feelings are <laughs> feelings are can. We've had this discussion. Yeah, they can feelings skew, can yeah. surely lie to you. You know, um, so it's like you feel that it's not a good idea for me to do this, but okay, like. Right. Doesn't mean it's not the right call. Uh, yeah, well what do you think? <laughs> Use your brain, you <laughs> right. know, like mm-hmm. so but but yeah, like I mean, let's say you got a kid, you, you got a 20-year-old kid who has an idea wants to start a business. And he goes and gets advice from his uncle who he admires, but his uncle had a business when he was younger that failed you know like what if he gets or was never willing to take risk right and, and maybe it failed for several reasons you know maybe the economy was bad or maybe he was kind of lazy whatever the reasons are the uncle may not say that but he's going to say oh well, you know starting a business is risky maybe you should go to college you know or I just, man, yeah. it's, no one, no one, I don't know, I want to get off yeah. of this. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but I think, I think you're right, and that goes, it, that's what, Yeah. It, that's what it boils down to, because, and going back, even going back to what we talked about Sunday, right, the ultimate critic is the one between our own ears. Right. it's true like yeah. it's it, the ultimate critic is no one of all the critics that i have no one is a bigger critic of me than myself
0: yeah i know that's right
2: and and you know even my wife will tell you like she, she was asking me we were driving home sunday uh from church and i was really quiet and i what i, I was just thinking through the services you know and i was thinking through um and she was like what's you know what's up and I was like ah, nothing I was just thinking about something and, and you know my wife doesn't let anything go she wants all the details she, what are you thinking about and I was, I was like I was just thinking about you know to me in the first service for a number of reasons I, I it took too long for me to get my wheels turning in my head to right. get the to me you were sitting there
0: critiquing yourself yeah
2: exactly to me the first service didn't make sense the way the second one did and i wish it did because there was a lot of people that i feel like it would have been like i feel like it would have been a better service blah 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 like i was i was in my own mind at that time and you know her response was like well i thought it was great
3: right
0: and i was
2: like yeah i know but i like I I know what I didn't do. Right. And I know how it could have been better. And it wasn't because I didn't do my
1: job well.
0: Right. First of all, shout out (laughs) to our first lady because she's so great. Ashley, we love you.
1: (laughs) I love you too, Ashley. But in that moment, do you almost feel like it's patronizing? for her to say that yeah uh, uh, she's not intentionally patronizing but do, does it do you feel like it
2: i don't because i i don't with her because i she would be the person to say you could have done that better okay. if i could have yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are some people that like, like no, i could have no, preached no, the no, worst great. message yeah. of my life and they would have said good job right. like yeah. oh that was great thank you like it's like okay like yeah and so um i think for me even goes back to the approval message that i did a while back you know it's like listen there are some people that you just got to know like you got to know who to listen cool. to, who not. So I don't feel like that with her because she will be the person to say, like, that, you good. weren't you weren't on it today. Or um, she probably would say that, but she would be like, if I were to say, I really feel like I wasn't clear, she would be like, um, yeah, you probably could have been more clear here, here, and here. She's that person. That's so, right. good.
1: That's good. Um, There's nothing worse than patronizing right
2: yeah, yeah. right yeah and so but i am I almost i'm my own worst critic there's no right. one there's no one there's no amount of text messages emails facebook whatever right. that well, that amount to the a number of things that go through my head where i go right. man you really could have done better at that what?
0: which you know like kind of moving on to the last point you know talking about the advocate like that you know you read all, in scripture all these things about jesus and his nature you know and um just the lord to me how you know my relationship to with the lord how i how i think about it is like he is my number one fan like he's like the best dad like so again like i played sports growing up and i remember just my parents always i it didn't matter if I played the worst game ever; they were still my biggest fan. Like, don't worry about it, babe. Brush it off. We got next week. Or, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we'll practice harder tomorrow. You know, whatever. Like, right. you can do this. You're great. You know, just talking about the advocate. It's like, you know, first of all, know that that's who Jesus is for you. Some people have the wrong view of of God, yeah. and they think that God is their biggest critic. Yeah, and that is not the truth.
2: And that was that was the number one goal on Sunday morning. Right was like talking about who the critics are. Right. Like and who the accuser the accusers and all those things. Like we I wanted to identify who those are. And then me I my whole goal Sunday was to go out of my way to paint the picture of who Jesus actually is versus right. who the church has tried to make him out to be. Right. Like mm-hmm. you know, so the religious crowd and the Pharisees and even that's why we used the woman that was caught in adultery, and right. Matthew. And like all those things was all to help to hope to paint as as Crystal clear of a picture of the gospel as possible, and and if there's anything that has been helpful in my theological shift over the last few, years, well, five years now, six years now, um, it has been to man is to is to take every message that we preach and show the gospel in it. Right. Like, so even though we're talking about critics, and we may talk about people, we may talk about our thoughts in our own mind. It's like, where does, what does that all boil down to? It right. all boils down to the fact that this is how Jesus sees you. And, and as right. a matter of fact, like even in the courtroom of life, when the devil is standing before God next to you and mm. is telling God all the things right. that you have failed at and that you are terrible for and all the sin in your life and all of those things, and when you're standing there and you have nothing to say back to him right. because it's all true,
3: uh-huh.
2: in walks Jesus with holes in his hands and in his feet. Right. To say like all those things may be true, but I paid for, I still paid for them. Right. Um, and, you know, how the gospel, how the gospel should silence the critics, particularly the ones in our own head um, and how our testimony uh, brings clarity in the midst of our critics. Yeah. You know. So um, yeah, because you're 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 totally right. That's right. who Jesus is for us.
0: Right. He is. He is for us. And and <clears throat> when you were speaking on Sunday, I actually remembered I don't know if you guys remember this, but when we were going through uh Freedom last year, it was around this time last year, right? Or was uh, it
2: yeah, it was. Well, that was it was so crazy. First quarter last that is so year. So crazy. Oh, yeah, with God. old Peter, Patrick Waters at the other building. Hey, shout out, shout out who may be having a baby today. Yeah. <laughs> my man is having a baby today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but,
0: um, well, anyways
2: Well, today from while we're recording Not today while it's there, but nonetheless, yeah
1: <laughs> what, Does listen he may have the baby be, be here Yeah if yeah. Yeah. yeah, congrats the water's family. Anyways, yes. continue. Yes,
0: yeah, so anyways, I remember um I had this experience like kind of while we were going through freedom last year of, you know, I just there was something that happened in my life and that I just felt so unworthy and you know how you do like when when things happen and you're like, "Oh, you, you know, you just you almost discount yourself. You're like, "You know what? I should shouldn't be even be in here." You know, uh
1: Total, how how total. can God through,
0: do anything through me? I'm yeah. this flawed, messed up person and blah, blah, blah. A place that we've always been. And I remember having this experience with the Lord of just me, like, just, I. you know, I'm such a visual person, you know, kind of just sitting before the Lord and um, just telling him basically all the reasons why I couldn't do what he's called me to do. Like, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And I really felt like plain, clear as day that. God told me, you do not get it. You, ha- you don't, you don't, you still don't get it yet. You preach this to other people and you fully don't understand it. Right. And he, and it was kind of like, Jesus go. And like, I I felt like, and you know, I don't know if I want to call this a vision or or whatever, you know, I know people feel weird about that, but um that literally I just saw in my mind, like that Je- I, if i me and the lord are like facing each other that jesus comes and he stands in front of me and he's and he is so much bigger and taller than i am that because he's standing in between the lord and i that god can't even see me because jesus is covering me mm-hmm. and and it was like in that moment i was like oh I I finally grasped this like truly when God looks at me he sees the righteousness of Jesus and I am fully covered yeah I'm fully covered and just knowing like talking about critics and accusations and when we're attacked and spiritual warfare is such a real thing you know if you're trying to go after what the Lord has for your life um that that's a very real thing and just to know that um that Jesus is your biggest fan, that he's got your back, that he is for you, that that's a very real thing. And in the midst of all these things that people can say about you, just to always lean on that and kind of have the the peace and, and foundation of that is really, it, I know it's what gets me through. I mean, there are so many times where kind of, as y'all just said, like you just think about, you know, Man, this is tough and, uh, maybe I'll uh, throw in the towel now, you know, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah. See y'all later. I'm going to go. Yeah.
2: I'm done. No, yep. it's yeah. 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 <laughs> so. No, totally. Totally. I think that's so true. And that's, that's where we, you know, again, that's where we, we have to lean on Christ. We have to lean on the gospel. We have to lean on the cross and, and, uh, and he does that for us. I mean, he steps in and gives us a righteousness that's not our own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, yeah, it, it, it is. And it's so powerful. And, and that's what I, I pray people have that revelation of Christ right. and, and who, who yeah. he wants to be for us and, uh, and to us. Um, it's so powerful. And we... we have to come to grips with that and who he is as an advocate how much he loves us and and how he's there for us and so man uh, again when it when it boils down to silencing the critics um, I don't think you ever really silence the critics mm-hmm. I think you just change what you're listening to right and when you're looking at the testimony when all you're doing is looking at who God has been in your life when all you're doing is listening to what God is telling you that he is when all you're doing is listening to who Jesus um, tells you uh, who who you are um, you by default are silencing critics you right. know you you're you're just changing the volume are they still there yes do those thoughts still exist you bet does the enemy still have a plan to try to bring you down absolutely it's what you're elevating in volume that changes how whether or not the critics get silenced yeah uh and that's a choice Mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah that is uh, a choice just to bring this full
0: circle like how what we were talking about at the beginning it is it is not wrong at all you know What what God speaks over you and we talk about this all the time at TC the things that that God is just saying is true about you like you are loved and you are worthy and you are enough and I've made you exactly the way you're supposed to be and I designed you for this and you have a purpose we could go on and on and on it is not only okay but should be that the believer says yes and amen that you as you were kind of talking about like your negative thoughts um of saying like no i am made exactly who i who how i was supposed to be i am enough i am all these things you know i think so many christians it's this weird thing where they're like okay i know this is what what God says about me is false humility. is I know this is what God says about me, but no, God, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, it's ju- like, I'm still
2: not worthy. It's like, shut <laughs> up. It's like, stop. <laughs> yeah, shut like,
0: up. You, that is not, it. I think people, I think that comes from a place of people like trying to be humble or something, but that goes directly against, um, well, everything like right. just don't do that yeah.
2: well that's why that, you know when we were talking when we when well, it's, oh, not, on, it's
1: not real humbleness
2: yeah it's not
0: it's false yeah,
2: false, yeah. humbleness, yeah. Humility. humbleness yeah. is good but that's not humbleness. that's
0: false humility exactly yeah, false humility.
2: yeah and that's what i say i mean when we were when i was closing out the service sunday and we were and i was trying to visually paint the picture of the courtroom yeah you know um and particularly in second service man like uh, i i know most of you guys well, y'all were sitting in service so you couldn't see it but i mean there was like there were people in in the room like weeping like Mm. there was a couple girls in particular that i saw like um and i thank god for that because hopefully they were able to see jesus in a different light like you know because i do think i mean i know that i know that in this region where there's 1200 churches in our city um and a lot of them aren't preaching hope in christ they're preaching judgment in god which is a very real thing it's just that christ consumed it on our behalf right and they're missing that last leg like is god's judgment real you bet it is it's not that it went away when jesus went to the cross it's that he consumed it on our behalf right um and i I mean i just think as that was being communicated i really saw like god doing things in in people's hearts and their lives and and hopefully my prayers that he was restoring the hope into their life that is found in christ and and that it was rising again that you know that jesus really is for me that he does love me um you know that repentance is necessary and laying down my life is necessary and taking up my cross is necessary and following him into wherever that's going to lead me is necessary but it's all available to me because of the grace of jesus so yeah that's you know that, that was a it was encouraging sunday just to see that the Holy Spirit was moving on people's lives. So right. um, super powerful. Right. So good.
0: Right. Awesome. Awesome.
2: So that's it, it was guys. a good day. Silencing the critics. It's, it, it is, at the end of the day, it is a choice. It is. God has done what he has done. Jesus has mm-hmm. given it all. Uh, and he has done what he has done, but you still have to make the choice of who, what voices you're going to listen to, because that dictates how loud the critics are. Absolutely. There's always going to be noise. You just get to pick what channel it's on. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, buddy. Jo, <laughs> tell them where they can find more about us.
1: You can find us online at transformationchurch.com or on Instagram and Facebook at transformation Pensacola. Swan
2: thank you so much for being with us today not a problem we appreciate it no. taking time out of your very busy day not and i know work. that it's busy yeah so <laughs> hey. now, you, now you've got an extra hour you gotta no, i'm just kidding. you gotta stay <laughs> late now <laughs> so no we appreciate it and uh yeah catch us next week guys for another week another sermon another follow-up podcast see ya, see ya.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow Up Podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.